This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to episode six of the Hammers Unrestricted podcast. This week, we're going to be giving our thoughts on the 3-2 win at Molyneux, Declan Rice's injury, the race for Europe, and we're going to look ahead a bit to Leicester on Sunday. I'm James Woods, writer and editor of WestHamZone.com. Be sure to check us out for your latest West Ham news seven days a week. Joining me today is Jimmy. A much better result last night, wasn't it, Jimbo? I was cracking. It's good to be back. Enjoyed the international break, but it's nice to see the boys back in Claret and Blue. Yeah, as you mentioned it, Jim, apologies on my part for no podcast last week. I couldn't get the time. But it was good to good to see the boys back in Claret and Blue last night, as you say, a cracking win. Um, you know what, Jim, we'll get right into it, as we always do. A great start from the boys, just just similar pattern to the Arsenal game, really, wasn't it? We came out absolutely flying, scored three cracking goals early on. Uh, we'll start with the Antonio chance, actually. He'd done a lovely bit of skill at the beginning, a uh, lovely step over, went past Den Donker as if he wasn't there. Shot from about 30 yards out, tipped onto the post. We'll get into his injury later on, but he started great, didn't he, Jim? I mean, both teams started on the front foot. It was like a basketball match to begin with. I think William Jose puts one wide rightless start, goes straight down the other end, and it's Antonio's quick feet around Dendonka, and then he has a shot tipped onto the post. And it really set the tone for the rest of the game. It was just end-to-end. And it's another week where I'd say we'd be first on match of the day. It was just a great watch. Um, so as you say, we've got Antonio started off well. Another man who started the game in cracking form was Jesse Lingard. Uh, after a nice bit of skill from Fernals and Safal makes a, a good pass to him, Lingard picks the ball up, or say deep in his own half, probably about 20 yards inside his own half, uh, proceeds to run with the ball. Then Donker's chasing him, gets nowhere near him. He goes past Roman Sace as if he's not there. Uh, a good run by Antonio, bringing Cody out of the way that was picked up, obviously, by Carragher and Neville Sky Sports. And then just a class finish. What a goal. Probably the best solo goal of the season. I mean, it's a goal of really high quality. As you mentioned, from the start, the quick feet of Fournals just to let Sue foul away. Uh, it is really impressive. I was impressed with Fournals on the night. And of course, Lingard carrying that ball for as far as he does with the pace. I mean, it's really impressive and he slots it home nicely, lifts it over the keeper's trailing leg, back of the net, beautiful. Yeah, that's a man full of confidence, isn't it? And he was at it again not long after, uh, trying that Berbatov spin, which we saw him do on James Collins all those years ago at Old Trafford. Uh, flicks it past Samedo. Not sure if he's going to get there, to be honest, but Masuaku comes charging onto it. Great to see him back, by the way. Like He gives us that bit of balance on the left-hand side, doesn't he? Gets the ball across and... That goal from Fennell, that finish, lovely cut across the ball, spinning away from the keeper. What would you think of that? I mean, yeah, I was actually at that game away at Old Trafford when Berber done that spin and he just owned Ginger's soul for the rest of that week. I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> filthy. And Lingard, it was good feet. And it was good following in from Masuaku as well. Just anticipates that ball dropping and it's a good ball. Four nails adjust well and it's a clever finish. Great to see Masuaku charging in and get on the end of that. He's been out of a knee injury for a while and you know, showing he was right up for it, getting straight back into it. I think you said to me last night, actually, it shows how highly Moisey must rate him to have him straight back in the team. I think it's important just for the balance of play that your left wing back is left-footed. 
because you're going to get better crosses into the box. You're not always going to be turning back, trying to play the simple ball. And yeah, he, he really is important for us when we play five at the back. And I think he's nailed on. So as you say, it was all going so well for us. But then, you know, unfortunately, Mikel Antonio picks up what looks like a hamstring injury. Uh, as of right now, the time of recording, there's no update on that. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. They took him off to precaution. Uh, but it was great to see Jared Bowen get on and you know go straight up front and get a goal straight away. He was cracking from Lingard again. He picks up the ball in our own half and you've got four men around him straight away. They can't get anywhere near him. Like, I, I don't I don't actually think I've seen a player, someone play for West Ham and be this good at running and carrying the ball. Do you know what I mean? Just, just as in that attacking third and slip Bowen through, one touch out of his feet, bang, bottom corner. Patricio's got no chance for that. And that's his third goal of the season against Wolves. He loves playing against them. I mean, he does, and it was a hell of a finish. Lingard does so well. As Dawson clears that ball out, it just breaks down. He picks it up from deep and just carries and carries it, knocks it right into Bowen's stride, and great finish. One of the best halves of football from an individual player, I think I've seen in a long time. From Lingard, I mean. Just incredible. Like, involved in everything good that we did. And it was going so swimmingly, as I say, apart from the Antonio injury. Until Dendonka pops up and heads one in. Um, big chance for William Jose after we went 3-0 up. I was actually saying to you yesterday, wasn't I, that I've, I really fancy Dawson to have a good game against him, get a bit of confidence back after the own goals. But Jose had a few chances on the night and we're lucky that he was he's not in any good form actually to be putting those away. I mean, he couldn't hit a barn door this season. And like you said, it's lucky for us because we gave up a lot of opportunities. And like Arsenal, a few weeks back, we were punished because they have that extra bit of quality to finish these chances. Mm. Uh, you do have to give Traore's credit. I mean, old uh, baby oil arms. He just ran and ran down that wing. Noble tries to wipe him out. I think that was the right decision. He completely misses, but I respect it. And he puts in a hell of a cross on his left peg. As you say about Nobes, though, he goes flying in, tries to take him out. I've got to say, I respect it as well, really. I think there was a lot of that thing to do. Yeah, there was a lot of that from us last night as well. We had two early bookings for the centre-half, didn't we? So Diop and uh, Dawson both went into the book early. Towards the end of the game, we had Lingard shithousing it, if if you like, you know, trying to waste a bit of time kicking the ball out. That's why it kicked off at the end as well, wasn't it? But Traore does a, a great run. That's the first time I've seen Sofal make been made to look a bit silly as well. He, he just knocks it around him as if he's not there. Then he goes speeding off. And I swear Troyori only does this against us. He's done nothing all season. Like last year, he got the assist for Neto, didn't he? When they beat us 2-0 at home after lockdown. He's done it again here. And yeah, we, we were taking the mick out of Dendonka earlier on. That's a cracking header. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, as, as we say, it's frustrating to see because it's just deja vu, isn't it? You know, 3 new up, been playing unbelievably well for the first 30 minutes. I think we played better against Arsenal, admittedly. I think we were much better last week in the opening stages, but we, we were still excellent last night for the first half hour. And then, you know, to go and concede a goal again, Moyes said it after the game, it's bad game management. We're trying to sit the ball in the box and trying to go for a fourth goal when there's only three minutes left. Just see the half out. Just get that clean sheet, get into half-time. It wasn't their first opportunity of the first half. I think Neto just put one wide. He takes it outside the boot. Went with the wrong foot, really. And on the night, they could have had a few more. If their finishing was on up to par, they should have had a few more. Yeah. Um, so I think we got away with a few there first half. But 3-1, we mentioned it the other week. The doubts start creeping in. And they're cemented now because of that Arsenal draw. And that will be in the back of their minds. It's poor. 
So yeah, we defended better in the second half. They they did get their second goal in the end through Fabio Silva, cracking ball from Pedro Neto, uh, floated over the top. Cresswell out of position for that, but you know what? He, he had a much better game this week compared to against Arsenal. I know he was left exposed a fair bit, um, but I think Moyes has seen that, and that's why he's reverted to the back five and he's given Cresswell that extra bit of defensive cover. When you've got the pace of uh, Podence, Neto and Traore that you know you're going to be lining up against, it was the right thing to go five at the back. I mean, look, overall, it was a stressful second half. We've, we've spoke about this already off air. Um, it wasn't very enjoyable. I was texting you during the game saying I can't wait for it to be over. But I mean, what a result. It was It was so good to to see the game through. Um, I know we shouldn't be feeling like that, having gone through and up away from home. But, you know, especially after the last performance and result, it was just good to get over the line, wasn't it? I mean, it was agonising to watch at times. Uh, you mentioned Fabio Silva's goal. What a ball, touch, finish. Uh, I wouldn't be too harsh on Cresswell because he, he is pressing Neto and he sort of runs almost it towards his own half. He spins around quickly. And for me, I think Issa Diop could do a little more to cover the space. There's only one striker up there. He knows Cresswell's gone to press. I think he could tuck round if I'm being super critical. But it was a class class finish. So don't want to be too harsh on the boys. I, I want to talk to you about Mark Noble. He was class last night, wasn't he? Like he really, he really was back to his best. He rolled back the years last night and he led the team well in the absence of Rice. What do you think of Nobes? Uh, well, there was big questions being asked of him coming into it. I think he'd lost every single game that he'd played in thus far. Uh, he, he'd done enough, I thought, last night. It wasn't amazing. I thought he'd done enough. He was very clever, won a good few fouls in and around our box and that really broke up their attacks. Yeah, it was a solid performance, I'd say, from Noble. Yeah, you say about his uh, record this season so far. So he, he started four games in the Premier League before last night. The first game of the season against Newcastle, where we were just dreadful. The 3 0 away loss to Chelsea. Uh, he started away at Manchester United in the league as well, where we lost 1 0. And he was taken off at half time of the Brighton game, which you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, actually. But he was unbelievable last night. I mean, I, I said to you beforehand, you know, there's he's obviously going to come in and play. There's no. There's no way that he's not going to bring in Noble. And it's just a bit of a concern with that record. But just to reach out some of his stats, 100% of his long passes were completed. He also made 89% of his passing overall. Recovered possession nine times. Six times he played passes in the final third. He made the most interceptions in the match with four. And he made two tackles. He was just class. And he led them so well. It's just nice to know that we can get a result without Rice with him in the team. I know Wolves aren't what they were last season, but that's going to do wonders for the confidence for him as well, isn't it? He did need that confidence boost, like you mentioned. And you got to think, he spends a lot of time on the bench these days. And there is going to be always that little bit of rust coming back, that little bit of sharpness. He's not going to be 100% match fit. So, yeah, to come in, he wouldn't have been expecting to play 90 minutes. With Rice doesn't get injured, no way is he playing this game. So, yeah, considering how, how much preparation he must have had, he's done very well. To be fair, we've covered the whole game now and we haven't mentioned for once the Premier League table. We are, after 30 games gone, we are fourth in the Premier League. No one can go above us as it stands either. And it is in our own hands now if we finish in the Champions League. Where, where did you think we would finish? At the, if I had said to you at the start of the season, where do you think we're going to finish? Or what would you be happy with? Do you, what would your answer have been? Well, I mean, you have to rewind back to start of the season. We've just lost dear Garner. Noble's sending out a tweet saying he doesn't rate the board. The club's in disarray. Moisey 
We're not too keen on Moyes. He still it wasn't looking good then. I was probably rating us just above the drop. Didn't think we'd go down, but I thought it was going to be another slug of a season. Never would have predicted this. Um, but yeah, some some real big performances, some real characters came through this year. Rice really showed us what he's about this year. And obviously yeah, Suchek. Yeah. Suchek had come in, he'd had a good spell half a season. You're like, did he just hit the ground running? Or is this actually how he... It Was it just a good purple patch? Or is this actually how he can play week in, week out? And he's shown us that this is week in, week out that he'll put in these big performances. I, th- I think 10th would have been a cracking season, wouldn't it? Like if, if someone's, I mean, off- yeah. someone's yeah. offering your top 10 in uh, in September or August or whatever, if someone's offering your top 10, you're biting their hand off. This is just ridiculous now. It's getting silly. And every time I look at the table, I laugh a bit. Because you just like, actually, the other day I was on BBC. Um, I was writing an article, so I was looking at a couple of stats. And um, I, I went to look at the table and I'm so used to like zo- to roll, scrolling down. And I did scroll down and I was looking and you remember that we were fifth at the time. I just started laughing to myself. It's just, you can't really get used to us being this high up. And I mentioned stats. I was fuming last night. Martin Tyler came out and said that we, um, this is this will be the first time we've defeated Wolves in the league twice in 98 years. I pulled that stat up this week. I, I spent ages looking at when the last time was we'd done the double over him, just so I could write in a sentence. I was absolutely gutted when he when he mentioned it on air last night. I'm sure Martin Tyler's quaking in his boots. <laughs> yeah, fair. With us currently being in fourth, it's on our own hands now if we can finish in the Champions League spaces. If we if we don't get Europa League now, I think it can be classed as disappointing. I know it's not overall a disappointing season. It's been it's been the best season we've probably had. So obviously since we left the bowling, but I, I just think it would be so disappointing now to not get Europa, wouldn't it? Well, I think we've just got to be prepared for everything. I know we can't count Everton out with their game in hands. They can go two points behind us if they win that. Uh, but like you said, we're in pole position. Um, it can go any way and we've just sort of just got to enjoy the ride, take every game as it comes and yeah, try and enjoy it. I mean, we were so anxious last night about this uh, Wolves result. We've seen it against Arsenal that we threw it away, but you know, we, we, we're in it. We're fourth and we've got to enjoy it. You mentioned that Arsenal game. I think it's such a big psychological thing that we're able to actually hold on to the lead last night. Even though you did see people playing up at the end, like Lingard kicking the ball out and stuff, you know, just trying to waste as much time as we could. Nobles rolling around the floor at one point as well. But it's just, you've got to do whatever you can to win now, can't you? We've now got essentially eight cup finals to look at. We've got Leicester, Chelsea and Everton all at home, which is massive, actually, thinking about it. We've won at Leicester and Everton already, which were huge results in themselves. But, you know, the London Stadium's become a little bit of a fortress this year. I know there's been no fans there. That's probably one of the reasons why, but... We are we are difficult to beat at home now. City couldn't even beat us at home. I know it was earlier in the season before they really hit form, but they still had some of their big hitters out. And like I say, Leicester, Chelsea and Everton all at home. If we were playing any of those away, I'd say to you, right, I'm not really sure, but do you genuinely think we can finish in the top four? Well, Moisey all season in his post-match interviews downplaying top four talk. But he did say, uh, if we're still in the hunt in April, we'd have to start believing. And if Moisey can believe, I think we all should. Uh, he's been downplaying it all year. Obviously, some fans bigging it up. But, I mean, there is only eight games left. That's it. Eight cup finals, like you mentioned. I mean, it's going to be huge, huge games against Leicester, Everton and Chelsea. And, of course, it's never a guarantee for us just to roll any of the lesser teams um, because you do you can't take Newcastle. Say if West Brom 
play themselves into some form. It might yeah. mean something at the end of the season. Those are the games that are going to matter. So we've got Burnley away, which you know, we know is not going to be an easy game. Brighton are a bit of a bogey team for us as well. I don't think we've actually won there since the championship. And then you've got, like you say, West Brom, Big Sam. <laughs> if anyone's going to ruin this for us, it's going to be him. And you know, I, I was always a fan of his and so were you. I know that so much, some of the fan base dislike him and that's, that's down to themselves. But he'd be well up for that game, especially, like you say, if it's to keep them in the Premier League as well. That, that could be huge. I think the ones you can expect results in are going to be the Newcastle away and the Southampton at home games, which Southampton's the game to close the season. I would expect us to win those games. Uh, With Chelsea, they play six games in 17 days and we're the last of them. And in between that, there is a trip to Portugal. So hopefully there'll be some lag and we could capitalise on that. And in that time, so you're saying between now and when we play them, Mate, we play two games in that time. So in the time we play Leicester and Newcastle, they're playing five matches. That is mental. We could we could get a result against them. We genuinely could. I think now you've said that, anything apart from... Well, if we don't pick up at least a draw, I'd be gutted. I really think we should be getting a result in that game now. I'll just fill up with Tuchel. He had, he had the first 14 games and he's kept 11 clean sheets. And there was that whole just... You're looking at Chelsea differently at that point, thinking they're going to be hard to break down. You know, what's it going to be like coming up against them? Are we going to be able to score? Are we going to be able to break them down? West Brom just put five past them at the bridge. Like I feel like that fear factor with them is gone now. And they are a team you can score past. I don't care if they had a man sent off. Like you, you can look at that game now and think we are going to score goals. And the way we're putting them in at the minute as well, I just feel like that's a game that we can go into just being fully confident and we feel like we can take a result from now. And that's going to be a massive game in the running. To be honest, we had no criticism of Tuchel up until this point, but I did think it was weird. I know Thiago Silva got sent off rightfully, so he could have been sent off earlier. But he sort of handed the initiative to West Brom when he took Ziyech off and pulls on Christensen. I just couldn't work it out. I mean, this is West Brom. I know you've got 10 men, but you can still stick a four at the back. I feel like that just invited on so much pressure and it was it was a little odd. And that's the first time we've seen a sort of chink in Tuchel's armour recently. And, you know, they've got a lot of fixtures coming up and hopefully they can be tested. So Declan Rice is going to be a huge miss for us. I think it's, you know, it goes without saying really how important he is to the side. He's played every minute of every Premier League game of this season until last night and the season before. It's just such a shame, isn't it? He had such a good international period of England, two man of the match performances. Well, like you mentioned, Rice playing every minute for West Ham. I think he was in the top three for minutes for the, in the England squad. And he's made himself indispensable for both teams, which this time a year ago, you wouldn't believe it. He would have had his critics still, can he do it uh, for England? Can he do it for a bigger club? I think those have been answered now. Uh, but yeah, it's been a great international period for us. Of course, Thomas Suchek scoring that hat-trick. We'll hope he doesn't have that fine form when we play him in the group stage in the Euros. So Leicester for us on Sunday, Jim. Um, 2.05 kickoff at London Stadium. I think we have every reason to be confident going into this one. Having beaten 3-0 on their own patch earlier on in the season. And having turned the corner last night with that result, um, what, what do you think of it? Well, I think we've got every chance. I can't wait for this game because it's been so long since we've had something positive riding on a game, especially at this stage of the season. And I'm just buzzing for every game that's coming thick and fast now. I just can't wait for it. Uh, I do rate our chances. 
I think uh, with the injuries they have to Madsen, Harvey Barnes, uh, they are lacking a bit of creativity up top. I know we saw Madsen come on for five, ten minutes at the end. So I'm wondering if he'll start. Hopefully not. I think that's really important for us. He saw a lot of the ball, Madison, when he came on, didn't he? He was involved in a lot of the play, even if it was just for 10 minutes, like you say. You know, he was he looked keen to get on the ball and try and make things happen, didn't he? And he'll be well up for it this weekend. So it's going to be a bit of a, you know, battle of wits, this one. It's going to come down to individual performances, I think, rather than the whole team performance. I think Lingard is going to have to step up again. He is making me fall in love with watching West Ham again, to be honest with you. Like, honestly, I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching West Ham as much as I am at the moment. And it was good watching us before we signed him. But since he's come in, he's just been incredible. I, I think he's verging on pie level of good for us. And I know you're probably going to disagree with me saying that because it's such a big shout to make. But I I see him as important to us as Pyatt was. And I think that every, every time he gets the ball, I feel like something's going to happen. Especially in the first half when you know he's fresh and he's going to run at him. He's always going to look up and run. I've not been this excited about a player for ages. I mean, yeah, we've been lacking a creative force like that for quite a while. And like like Payet and Lingard, they can create something from nothing. They can carry the ball 20 yards. They can knock one in, edge of the box. I don't think he's quite at Payet level. Uh, I think for that season he had, I think Payet was one of the best in Europe. I don't think Jesse's quite there, but... He's, if he continues this form last eight games, he'll be bloody close. Over the course of the whole season, yeah, I agree with you. He's only had eight games of us, but he's had nine goal involvements in that time. There's only been two games where he's actually fired blanks, like where he hasn't been involved in a goal or anything. That was a 3-0 win at Sheffield United in which he won the penalty anyway and the 0-0 draw with Fulham when no one was at it. But all right, I'm not saying that he's to the same skill level as Payet, but I'm saying he has the same impact on the team. And he can make stuff happen. And I think it's just so exciting watching him at the minute. Just looking at Leicester at the minute, you mentioned they've got a couple of injuries. Harvey Barnes being one, which is huge. Uh, James Justin as well being another. Um, where do you see the main threats for Leicester? Oh, well, of course, it's got to be Jamie Vardy. I know he's not in red-hot form at the moment, but he's always going to stretch the defence. He's going to create space for others, and he's always a problem. Uh, I believe that Sionchu's kept tested positive for COVID. Not sure if he'll be about. That'll be a big miss at the back. Uh, and we're just praying, praying that Antonio's fit and put some real pressure on uh, their back line. Because like we say every week, Antonio and Lingard, uh, when they're in full flight, they're a formidable force. And I hope Antonio's fit. So since the 26th of December, 17 games he's played in. Jamie Vardy has scored a single goal. And that came in the 3-1 victory over Liverpool um, on the 13th of February. I don't want to tempt fate by pinpointing how out of form he has been, but I feel like even in games, he's not getting many chances at the moment. He's barely shooting. Well, I think fate has already been tempted, Wood. I predict Jamie Vardy, hat-trick, 3-0 Leicester. Well done. So I suppose where Vardy's been off the boil a bit, one man who's come into form has been Kletchi and Acho. Uh, five goals in his last four games. That does include the equaliser against Burnley, which was an absolute cracker. He also scored in the 2-1 win over Brighton as well. So he's, he's actually picked up three points in the last four games on his own. Didn't score any against Manchester City, which you'll be disappointed about, but... He is definitely someone to be looking out for. So hopefully the likes of Diop and Dawson are going to be out of hand away in that show. Um, on that, Jim, what do you reckon the score prediction is going to be for the Leicester game? Well, I think it's important to take into account they've got a few extra days on us to recover. I mean, we're playing on the Monday night. They're playing on the Saturday. Um, they'll have a full week um, to get everyone back. That's more time for Madison to recover. 
I think it's going to be a tighter game. I, I hope that we don't concede as many as we've been conceding the last few weeks. Uh, I think they will line up 3-5-2 again. And I think we'll line up five at the back as well. So I think you might see the two systems cancelling each other out. So I'm going to predict a one-all draw this week, Wood. I'm actually along the same lines as you. I think it's going to be close. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything like earlier in the season um, when we went and turned them over at the King Power. I'm going to say two all, uh, purely because we're scoring a lot of the minute and yeah, we are obviously conceding a lot as well. And it obviously hangs on whether or not Antonio is going to be fit. That's massive, isn't it? I think that's crucial for this tie. I mean, the way you can put pressure on that back three of Leicester's, yeah, I really hope he's fit because when he is, and we've seen how good he is, that half hour, it was only half hour he gave us, but he was a nightmare for the Wolves defence. So, yeah, really hope he's back. All right, well, that's about all we've got time for this week on the Hammers Unrestricted podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I've been speaking to Jimbo today. Any last words, Jim? Always a pleasure, Wood. Thanks for having me back. And yeah, hopefully they don't make us sweat too much this week. <laughs>